May peace be with you. If you stick around at the end, there's more information about our community and how to find us. And now, here's this week's Centering Scripture, followed by the sermon. Our first scripture today is from Psalm 23. God, you are my shepherd. I shall not want. You make me to lie down in green pastures. You lead me beside still waters. You restore my soul. You lead me in right paths for your name's sake. Even though I walk the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in your house my whole life long. The second reading is from John chapter 9, verses 1 through 3. As Jesus walked along, he saw a, blind, a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned. He was born blind so that God's work might be revealed to him. So you've heard it before, I would assume. Patience is a virtue. Have we heard that saying before? Patience is a virtue. You don't often hear, you know, a few weeks ago we talked about, um, what was the thing we talked about a few weeks ago? It wasn't celibate. Was it celibacy? Chastity. Thank you. Chastity. We talked about the virtue of chastity a few weeks ago, and you don't often hear people say, you know, chastity is a virtue. Not in common parlance, at least, but patience is a virtue, is something we often say. And of all the holy virtues that we have been exploring this Lenten season, patience might just be one of the most commonly talked about. Patience is a virtue. You know, I tell my kids that all the time. Be patient. It's a virtue. And yet, quite often, patience is weaponized to maintain the status quo of injustice. In 1963, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was serving time in a Birmingham jail and wrote these words. For years now, I have heard the word wait. It rings in the ear of every Negro with piercing familiarity. This wait has almost always meant never. We must come to see with one of our distinguished jurists that justice too long delayed is justice denied. If we are to assume that our call from God is the Micah passage that I read uh, to open our service with to seek justice, amongst other things, then it stands to reason the holy virtue of patience does not mean wait. Indeed, the virtue of patience does not call us to stop doing justice work. These virtues are supposed to make it easier 
for us to live into our call to seek justice, love kindness, and walk in humble relationship with God. And seeking justice is active. So patience need not mean to slow down our drive to create the beloved kingdom of God on earth, where all people are recognized as loved and worthy. No. But much like chastity, as I discussed several weeks ago, and indeed all the holy virtues, I would argue, patience has been co-opted by the imperial church, that organized power structure started by the Roman Emperor Constantine, which continues today in religious communities that seek submission to human authority and offer personal salvation at the cost of compassion. Yes, patience has been manipulated to slow down the prophetic work of God. As I believe, the virtue of patience points to something else. We can see how patience has been lost as a virtue when we but consider another common saying, time is money. We say patience is a virtue, but then idolize productivity. We reduce our value to be equal to our ability to produce. I posit that the virtue of patience has less to do with slowing down our work of justice and everything to do with denying that time is money. Beloved, let me say it clearly. Time is not money. Time is an opportunity. Our scriptures point to God calling us to linger, to be present in the time we have, and not be wrapped up in outcomes and production. When we let go of our schedules and simply be, that is Sabbath time, holy time, where we dwell with God. In the psalm that Pat read earlier, God calls us to lie down in green pastures. God doesn't call us to cultivate the pasture, build a fence, fill it with livestock, and turn a profit. <laughs> That's a little chuckle, and yet, what do we do? We're called to rest, to be at peace. And even as we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we walk. God walks with us. There is no need to run. God doesn't jump us to the end, doesn't rush us to a safe resolution, but instead lingers with us in our trials. And when we embrace this call to linger, Surely, goodness and mercy will follow us as we dwell with God. 
One more scriptural illustration before I wrap up this sermon intentionally quickly this week. The story of Jesus and the blind man that we heard. In its time, it was common for blindness to be seen as a curse. If we're being honest, perhaps it's still seen that way by much of our culture. For what can a blind person produce for society? If time is money, how dare we waste so much on supporting someone's life who cannot produce as much in return? And yet, Jesus says they were born that way for the fullness of God's work to be done. So once again, I posit that fullness looks like caring. Caring for those who cannot produce as much as another. That our care for life should extend to those who cannot produce as much as another. In doing so, we care less for production and more for the transformation, the transformative work of the Spirit of God that moves between us and amongst us every day, every moment, if we but would let it linger, that we might feel it. If we could let go of our fixation of time as a commodity and care more about being fully present, accepting however long it takes to move through each moment when we interact with another of God's beloved Perhaps we would move in sacred rhythms and not the detached and mechanized schedule of capitalistic greed. Now, we generally take an hour for worship. Sometimes it's 75 minutes. Sometimes it's 45 minutes. Today, this sermon is intentionally short. I'm about to wrap it up, y'all. I thought about making a 90-minute sermon. I really did. I thought about having just a stack of papers here to go through. But again, I don't think the virtue of patience is to force you to stop what you're doing. It's a call to linger. To not rush from one thing to the next. But take the time to live fully in relationship with our neighbor, with God. So with a shorter sermon today, our service will end before the typical 11.30. I pray this will give us, as a community, time to linger. We all plan to be here today until shortly after 11.30, I do believe. So let us still do that. There is no rush to get out when we're done. Even if the service ends at 11.15, you are invited to dwell here a moment or five longer in unstructured, unplanned Sabbath time. Be with each other. Be in this space. Move into a space in this building that you have not been in yet. Explore. Let us be open to moving at the speed of transformation and not the speed of transaction. Amen.
As a church located on Lakota land in Minnetonka, Minnesota, St. Luke is a joyful, inclusive, intergenerational, and compassionate community on a spiritual journey seeking to do justice, make peace, and to walk humbly with God. We invite you to join us live for virtual worship each Sunday morning on Facebook or YouTube, or by following the worship links on our website, stluke.mn. Thanks for listening. May you go in peace.